so what we do uh, here at Friendship Church is the fifth Sunday of every month is family service. So we, have it, we get to have it four times a year, and, uh, and so that's what this is, our family service, uh, fourth Sunday, or fifth Sunday, excuse me. And uh, so what we've been talking about this year, we've been looking at the miracles of Jesus, and some of them are pretty cool, you know? Cool so- miracles of Jesus. I forgot that we did that. Okay. Um, yes, we are, we, are, we are talking about this year, uh, Jesus did a lot of great miracles, and uh, these miracles, uh, and some of them are very cool. I mean, really. Cool they're just, miracles uh, of Jesus. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Many of the miracles that Jesus performed while he was here on this earth, they were what, Austin? What were they? They (laughs) Miracles of Jesus. He said they were amazing. Yes, and they were also very cool as well, right? Cool miracles of Jesus. (laughs) They were amazing miracles of Jesus. That's exactly right. So, That's what we're going to talk about here today. If you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 6 and John chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 and John chapter 6. So this is going to be the same story. I'm using two different parts or two different uh, texts here. We're going to have the text on the uh, the screen for you as well. Uh, Sometimes in the Gospels, uh, you'll have the same story in the Gospels and they're told slightly different. Have you noticed that? If you're reading through the Bible, these are not contradictions, as some might want to try to tell you. Uh, these are, the authors are telling the story uh, from a different point of view to a different audience, and so they're going to emphasize certain different things. Sometimes, kids, you do this. When you're going to tell uh, your mom and dad a story, you tell uh, your dad a different story sometimes than you tell your mom. So you'll tell your dad, I climbed this tree today. And it was awesome. I climbed all the way to the top, and then I jumped off, whether you did or not. That's just what you say. I climbed all the way to the top. But then when you tell your mom the story, you say, I was very safe, Mom. I promise. I was very safe. I just went to the first one, and I gently got down, and it was wonderful. Right? Different audience, different story. (laughs) Okay? No. So in a similar way, uh, Mark is telling this story uh, to his people. John is telling the same story, but he just emphasizes a, just something a little different. And I wanted to bring out these two emphases here because I thought it was pretty interesting. So Mark chapter 6, this is a story. If you have been in, in church for more than a couple of times, you have heard this story. You maybe heard this story if you've never even been in church before. You've heard this story, all right? So we're going to tell this. Here we go. Mark chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 32. It says, so they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. So Jesus and his disciples were looking to be alone, but all of the people saw them and wanted to be near them. Sometimes people just want to be alone. Am I right, moms, dads? Turn to your neighbor and say, sometimes people just want to be alone. (laughs) All right? No. Jesus and his disciples, they went to get alone, all right? But, verse 34, Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion. Everybody say compassion. Compassion. He had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd, so he began teaching them many things. Jesus saw 
that uh, what we many times are is that we are sheep. And sometimes without a shepherd, many times, all the time, without a shepherd, we're just wandering around eating grass and flowers, okay? And we need someone to help us and to show us where to go. That's where Jesus comes in. Verse 35. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. So they were in a remote place. Believe it or not, there was no water burger anywhere to be found, okay? You know, now there's a water burger on every corner, but that, it wasn't like that, okay? It wasn't like that back then. So they were in this remote place. Nothing was around. He says, Jesus you know, let them go. We're, we're nowhere near any kind of farm, any kind of food. Let them go. Verse 37. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what, they asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. So Jesus says, you feed them. Of course, he knew what he was going to do. But he says, you feed them. And that's many times what he's telling us to do. You get out there and you do something for the Lord, okay? Like, I'm showing you what to do, and then, and then you, I'm going to give you the opportunity to go and do. And he said, they say, with what? So now we're going to skip to John chapter 6. Flip over to John chapter 6. We're going to pick up the story at this point because John focuses on uh, the boy that brought forth his, uh, his lunch. Have you, have you heard the story? Raise your hand if you've heard the story before. Say, I've heard the story. Okay, okay, good. Here's John chapter 6. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There is a young boy here with a lunchable. translation is this? What in the world? Don't use that translation, okay? <laughs> there is a young boy. How many of you kids like Lunchables? Turkey and cheese, ham and cheese. How many of you adults? Come on. Come on. Like you buy four because you know you're going to get one of them? Come on. Okay. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is it? With this huge crowd. I, I, I don't want you to understand the audacity of what is happening here. Okay, we're going to find out that there's 5,000 people plus. 5,000 people plus other women and children. It could have been close to 15,000 people. Who knows? Tons of people are there. We've got to feed them. There's no food. Here is a small boy's lunch. You, the audacity of even bringing that up. Why would you even bring that up? Hey, we're wanting to build a new church. Okay, here's 30 cents. Like, thanks. We're going to need more than that. Okay? Or <laughs> something like, we're not building a new church. I'm just, I shouldn't have used that as an example. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, just the audacity of, there's this huge task. And then here's like this little small thing. Okay? That, just the audacity of that. But <laughs> that's exactly what God wants us to do. Is to bring what we have and then watch what he's going to do. Verse 10, tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, distributed them among the people. Afterwards, he did the same with the fish, and they all, everybody say all. all. They all ate as much as they wanted. Kids, this is like sharing your Lunchable with the whole school. Like, is that going to work? No way, right? But when you give that to Jesus, you just watch Jesus move. You just watch Jesus work. When you bring what you have, you see the amazing things that God could do. Now, I know I'm talking to kids a little bit here because they're in the room. But this is for adults as well now, okay? 
Don't compare yourself to what somebody else might bring. They're going to bring something better or whatever it may be, okay? You bring something audacious. It, 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 I can't believe that I'm going to bring this up or that I'm going to bring this to the Lord or that I'm going to seek out and do this for God. I can't believe that I would do it. What am I thinking? What if I fail? What if I mess up? You bring what you have, and then you see what God does with it, okay? That's not just for the 10-year-olds in the room, okay? That's for all of us here. Verse 12, after everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. There's always going to be some left over. And that's why we always want to be generous as well, because when the Lord blesses us and does something for us, there's going to be stuff left over, and we're able to bless other people. Verse 14, when the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, they said, surely he is the prophet, the prophet, not just lowercase p, capital P prophet, the prophet we have been expecting. How many of you know that Jesus is the Son of God? Jesus is the Son of God. And when the people saw this, they said, this is who we've been waiting for. This is who we've been waiting for. So we read this story, all right? We read this story, and there's some here in the room, maybe we've got some kids, maybe some others, they're just now learning how to read the Bible, or maybe you've read the Bible for years and years and years, and, and, and you read it as, well, I, you know, I hope I get something today out of it as I read. Sometimes what I like to do is read from a grid. And so what you do is, is that you ask a question ahead of time before you read, and then you find the answer as you're reading, okay? So we're going to do that with the story. This is a kind of a for instance. So for those of you who are just kind of getting in or getting, need to get back into reading the Word of God or, or maybe got a different way to read it, ask two questions here. What is true about Jesus and what is true about us? That's what we're going to look at, okay? So number one, what is true about Jesus? So as we read a passage of Scripture, we're looking for spiritual truths, biblical truths. What is true about Jesus? As we read the story that we just read, we find out that he has compassion for us. Did you know that? That is a true statement. He has compassion for us. And sometimes we may not feel like he has compassion for us. God, where are you? But I want you to know Jesus has compassion for you. He sees the plight that you and I are in. He sees the things that we need. And he acts. He has compassion for us. For us, And it's not just kind of this feeling of, oh, I feel bad for them. He has enough compassion to then do something about it. How many of you know that? That is a truth in the Word of God. Jesus has compassion for us. He wants you involved in miracles. He wants you involved in miracles. How many times throughout the Bible? Moses, hold your staff out over the water, right? Children of Israel, walk around the city. Lay your hands on the leper, right? He's the one that did it. He did the supernatural thing, but he invites us to play a part. Say a prayer, walk around the city, whatever we got to do, he invites us into, this, into his miracles. He always gives thanks. I've noticed this about Jesus. Many, many times throughout the scriptures, just when they're about to eat, sometimes you wonder, why do we always pray before we eat? Well, we're doing what Jesus did. Jesus was always giving thanks to God. Always giving thanks to God. Do you give thanks to the Lord for the things that you have? Like, that, like that's not just something we do next month during Thanksgiving, right? That's not a once a year type thing that, that we give thanks to the Lord. But we give thanks all the time. That's what Jesus did. He was always giving thanks. The next thing, he can do miracles. How many of you believe that? He can do 
miracles. That is a truth about Jesus. That is what is true about Jesus. He can do miracles. And then finally, he is the Son of God. He is the Son of God. That is a true statement about Jesus. He wasn't a good man or a great prophet or a really good guy. He is the Son, not just was the Son of God. He is the Son of God. And the people, they saw this miracle, and they said, this is who we've been waiting for. These are truths about Jesus that we can't escape. These are truths about Jesus. So, so when you read a passage of Scripture, look for the truths about Jesus or the truths in the Word of God. Then you say, what is true about us? What is true about us, right? We should be close to Jesus. What did the people? They saw Jesus walking. They saw Jesus was, was uh, Jesus and the disciples were in the boat. Come on up, guys. Saw Jesus was walking in the boat or was riding the boat. And, and the people, they said, that's where Jesus is going. That's where I want to go. So, I mean, we saw what these people did. They actually got this one right. They said, hey, let's go. That's where Jesus is. That's where we want to go. We should model his compassion. If Jesus had compassion for everyone, shouldn't we model that as well? I mean, we can say that Jesus had compassion on us, surely at one point in our life, surely, when he saved us. But we need to model his compassion for others as well, for the world today, for our family. Model that compassion for others. Worship team, if y'all want to come on up. We should bring what we have. We should bring what we have. This is true about us. I know sometimes we, we, we wonder, is somebody better than us? Or surely somebody can give more than me? Or somebody can whatever? It was an, it was an audacious, that's, I guess not my word today, that, that was an audacious gift to say, there's a million people here. Here I've got a couple of fish and bread. That's crazy. Who would even... Like, I would, I would hold that to myself. I mean, how, how far could this go? I would be embarrassed to bring that to Jesus. I would be embarrassed. There's all these people, but I, I have this. And how many times are we embarrassed and we don't want to say anything, and then we don't allow Jesus to use that and what he does for us? Bring what you have. Next, we should do what he says, plain and simple. I wonder if, if the disciples were kind of thinking and kind of murmuring to themselves. Jesus says, have everybody sit down. We're going to feed them with this. <laughs> and they go, okay. And they walk up. Can you guys sit down over here and sit down? Just do what he says. Just do what he says. Jesus knows what he's doing. Knows way more than we know, okay. And then finally, we should be Christ followers. If he is the son of God, like if he's just a good man, okay, great. Just quote him when we write on Facebook or something, that's great. But if he's the son of God, if he's the son of God, then we must follow him. We must follow him. Do more than just quote him on social media. We must follow him. Do what he says. Be a Christ follower. And that's way different than just knowing things about him. If he's the son of God, then what is true about us? We should follow him. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes, we're going to go into a time of prayer here real quick. Kids, we know how to pray. Prayer is just talking to the Lord, and we need to do it every day. We need to do it every day. Just talk to the Lord, even for a few moments. We've read a story, and there's so many truths about this. Maybe one of these truths jumped out to you, and you say, I need to be more like this. So I want you to go ahead and begin to pray. I'm going to go through these lists again. 
But go ahead and begin to pray. One of those things might have jumped out to you. It says, we should be close to Jesus. Maybe that jumped out to you and say, I need to be closer to the Lord. I need to, wherever Jesus is going, that's where I want to go. Maybe you, you realize I should, I should model his compassion. Jesus was so compassionate to others. So compassionate to others, I need to be compassionate as well. Maybe you're here and you say, I need to bring what I have. I've been maybe embarrassed to bring something or wondering, should I bring this or not? We need to bring what we have. Maybe you say, this jumped out to me, we should do what he says. I sometimes have an obedience problem. <laughs> and I need to follow what the Lord says. So then finally, maybe you're here today, you say, I need to, I need to be a Christ follower. I'm, a, I'm away from the Lord. I need to ask Jesus into my heart. You can do that right now. I want you to just to right now begin to pray. This is your prayer time. I want you to talk to the Lord. Take just a moment and talk to the Lord. And this is a good practice to have every Sunday, but every day. To just talk to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to be closer to you. I'll give you just a moment. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word, your word of God. We can look at your word. We can hear these great stories. We can see your compassion. We can see your love for people. You can see that we can see that you want us to be a part of your miracles and a part of what you're doing here on earth. Lord, help us to see that you are the Son of God. That's the most important thing. Yes, compassion is great, and yet doing things for other people is great. God, we have to come to grips with and see that you are the Son of God, more than just a good teacher. And if that is true, then that that changes us. That has to change us. And I pray that that would happen here today. I pray that you would be with all of us here today, no matter our age, that we would bring what we have, what you have given us, not to be embarrassed, but to bring what we have and watch you do something amazing. We love you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise.